Welcome to In Strange Company. I'm your host, Marcus Strange. I believe we're a composite of the people with whom we surround ourselves. On this podcast, I sit down with some of the most interesting humans you could hope to meet and give you the opportunity to surround yourself with some amazing people. My guests and I share insights into creating authentic and purpose-filled lives. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate the company. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm very happy to have you here. Uh, returning today, we have a familiar voice. I was going to say face, but you haven't seen his <laughs> face here. We have a familiar it's voice. A <laughs> my mom always said I had a face for radio. Right. Uh, my friend Jason Tarwater with the National Wild Turkey Federation is here. And we're going to, we were just saying, we're going to talk, talk today about how to get yoked or jacked or swole. Whatever your your uh, term of choice is, I have to get caught up on some of these <laughs> some of these terms. <laughs> uh, no, um, I don't know if the first time I met you was at the gym, or if I'd seen you at the gym and then we met at something else and we made the connection. But um, you're just someone that really puts a lot of thought into your your fitness and in your health, and so I I thought we could have a conversation about just general health and fitness. And I'm someone that likes to think about my health and, and well-being too. So I thought we could just riff off each other for a little bit and kind of compare notes and uh, maybe share some things that the folks will be interested in. So uh, why don't you reintroduce yourself for people that are new and tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and go from there. Yeah, so um, I am a regional director for the National Wild Turkey Federation. Um, a little over four years now, so in short, that involves um, volunteer recruitment and fundraising, basically. Um, <coughs> it's kind of interesting because that actually has a lot to do with why I'm in the gym all the time now. Mm. Um, I Most of my job is either sitting in front of a computer or sitting in front of my steering wheel as I cover a lot of area um, between Montana and Wyoming and now Idaho. So um, I drive a lot. It's not very active. Um sitting in front of my computer is not very active either. Yeah. So it's really, it was really hard there for a while to, um, to n- basically to keep weight off. Um, so where I'm at now is probably, I don't know, it's probably works of like three years, three and a half years or something like that, which, um, I c- could probably be a heck of a lot further, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think that's, that might be the neat thing about this is like uh um to preface is like i'm not an expert in anything like this you know what i mean yeah like i i can just tell people what i've done what has worked what hasn't worked where i still need to work um like my sweet tooth is terrible <laughs> um but uh me too but yeah um i've lost well, at one point, I was down like forty pounds over the course of like my weight loss time. Wow, um, that's impressive. I've I've gained a little bit, but I've also that also probably has to do with a lot of lifting and stuff. There was a time where it was just straight weight loss, and um, once I got to that point, I was like, okay, I need to change things up. But yeah, so I'm cool. doing a little bit of everything now. Sweet. Um, and then just so folks have a point of reference for me. My health, fitness, 
yoked journey, whatever we're calling, <laughs> whatever we're calling these, my wellness, my wellness uh, transformation. Uh, that started for me probably about five years ago when I, in, I uh, resigned from a very stressful job and I was pro I probably should have by by modern standards not by my own but by modern standards I probably could have been on like antidepressants and I was just at a really sucky point in my life Ooh. and I weighed 155 I'm six foot one and I weighed 155 wow. as a 27 year old man it's like the opposite of the way I was going it was so <laughs> unhealthy like I look back at pictures you know the term skinny fat mm -hmm. I was skinny fat I had like this little like gut but I weighed 155 it was not good uh, it was not a good point in my life so anyway <laughs> so that's where I started and then over the five years um, and I think I think one thing that we do wrong and we can jump into this later but we focus too much on the scale mm -hmm. and not uh, enough on how we feel and how we perform but just as a point of reference right now I'm six foot one and I weigh about 200 pounds and a lot of that um, is muscle um, my wife says I'm a little fluffy whatever that means I'm not sure what that means but uh, and and that's the cool thing is this is a journey right it's not there's no like destination to where we're all ever gonna feel like we're perfectly 100% where we want to be but I think we can get to a point where our health and our wellness doesn't hold us back from doing the types of things that we want to do so what was kind of the like the tipping point for you where you realized and you said, hey, I really want to take ownership of my health? Um, so if we really wanted to, to backtrack for that, this is actually probably the third round, third time that I've done this in okay. my life. Once was college, which I don't think is uh, it's probably pretty relatable to most people. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm five ten. And uh, there was a time, like, in high school, I was wrestling 160, um, but I still Dang. wasn't skinny. I mean, it was kind of similar to what you just explained. Um, but uh, in college, I got up to, there was a point where I got up to 210, um, which was not muscle at all. It was Taco Tuesday. <laughs> it was, you know. You got to make weight. Quite, quite a bit of beer, that sort of thing, um, through college, and. Um, a friend of mine and I decided to lose some weight, so we both did. I dropped, I don't know, 30 pounds or so, but, um, you know, I think the hardest part when it comes to, like, weight loss isn't the, the w losing the weight, it's the keeping it off. Mm. Um, you know, so I ended up gaining all that back, and then, uh, when I worked for Kansas Wildlife and Parks, there was, like, this, um, big weight loss challenge that, uh the state government actually um state of kansas put out and uh so me and a couple of co-workers got on a team and at this point you know our, our goal is like there was prize at the end of it like there was prize money there was like a fishing trip or something nice. that, that you could win and i'm like yeah we're gonna do this that's cool and we ended up i don't know placing first or second in the team but at the end of that it was like okay i did that um now i don't really have much to shoot for so mm. Gained it all back, and then this last time was like three, three and a half years ago. Um, a friend of mine, actually back home in Kansas, um, just got through battling lymphoma of mm. all things. Um, completely screwed up his uh, hormones and his entire system, and he gained a bunch of weight. And he's like six two or six three. Um, was a college athlete, played college football. 
and uh he he blew up like big um i think he was at one point like tipping the scales at 340 somewhere in that range um so both of us were like you know i was i got back up to that 210 mark and i was like hey let's just both try to lose some weight together i mean obviously we're a thousand miles apart but um it's nice to have somebody to bounce back and forth on and you know the text of hey down five pounds you know it was like oh crap i guess i better work a little harder now because he's still losing weight so uh we started doing that and he ended up losing a small child um like not I shouldn't have said it that way. <laughs> I, was, I was a little confused there for a second. <laughs> he ended up losing about 130 or 40 pounds. Um, now he's like skin and bones. But um, wow, that's incredible. At, and at the, that's the sa- about the same point where I ended. Up, I went from 210 to like 170. In fact, when we were hauling out Danae's bull a couple years ago, and I got home, I was like, I was 167 or 168. Mm. But um, uh, a lot of it was just like no energy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're when you're eating unhealthy, um, when you're overweight, like I was, you're not active at all. Um, it's like a vicious circle. I mean, you're not active cause you don't have any energy to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so at some point you just gotta like tell yourself and make the time to, to start doing something. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, been a long, long time since I've been back up there and I don't really hope ever go back unless, <laughs> unless i completely get swollen jacked and everything else <laughs> but uh yeah no um definitely learn a lot along the way yeah well and it's interesting that you talk about that because my my tipping point was a little different one um and this is this is not sustainable but part of it was vanity like i saw a picture of myself during that period and i just looked terrible like i just i just didn't look and i was like man like is that the way i look to other people i don't i don't want to look like that um and not necessarily out of vanity of like i wanted to look like a you know brad pitt but i more of so nah, like does it I mean, I, yeah come on be honest about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh no it was more so like i i don't like the image that i'm portraying of myself right now with how i look so that was part of it. And then the other part of it was more about functionality, like you were talking about. I just didn't have energy or, or strength or endurance to be able to do the kinds of things I wanted to do. To Like going back to that point in my life, if I had got an elk, there's no way in heck I would have been able to pack it out. I just I didn't have the energy, the, the stamina, the, the strength to be able to do it. And so I really... I realized that the the lifestyle I was living in terms of my health and uh, my my abilities and my functionality was not matching up with what I wanted to be doing, and so that was a big motivator too. Um, yeah, so that was kind of the tipping point for me, and um, started a, a five year journey to get to where I'm at today. Um, you said you learned some lessons on the way. Like, what were some things that stick out to you as as lessons you learned? Oh man, um, like what in general? What we mostly put into our bodies, just day to day. Um, like you don't think about it. I mean, just like um, we started to go to like single ingredient foods, is what I call them. But you know, mm. unprocessed. Um, 
usually if you got to pull it out of a package, it's not good for you. And it seems simple, right? But I mean, everybody's so busy in today's world that like that's just the norm anymore. Yeah. Um, and you know, so that was one big thing is is just a, a mental awareness of like what I'm consuming and um, whether it's food or drinking, um, et cetera. Um, which is really hard to do when you live in a state with like 70 breweries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you really like a good microbrew every now and then. But, uh, um, yeah. So, and you know, an- another thing is like what, how my body reacted to different types of activity. Mm. Um, everybody hits, I, I shouldn't say everybody, but I feel like most people will, will hit a plateau at some point of whether it's weight loss um, or whether it's like through strength or endurance or, or whatever. And so like mixing things up a lot, um, seemed to help me a lot. Yeah. I, uh, I lost my first like 15 pounds, probably just straight diet. Um, which it wasn't even much of a diet. It was like, okay, idiot, quit drinking sodas. Um, you know, peanut M&Ms are like my, my (laughs) go-to, um, at the time Mountain Dew, man, I haven't, so I haven't had a Mountain Dew in like probably three years it'd probably kill me wow. if, I, if i did but you know when you're on the road driving 20 30 40 hours a week going to mm-hmm. meetings and events and fundraisers like anything that's caffeinated and, and easy to acquire yeah um so that was that was a big thing was the diet and then um changing things up when i finally made it to the gym and started started going to the gym um you know i I started just doing some some running a little bit, and then I realized that I didn't like running, so I was like, oh, I'll just stay in the gym. And at some point, I had to get some endurance aspect out of it, and so that's why I did that. Uh, started training for that half marathon that I did last year. Which that's cool. That wasn't that half marathon was more of like I need a reason to run, so that was my reason. And uh, I haven't ran nearly as much since then, but. Uh, um it's really funny because actually today I was uh, texting a friend of mine, uh, co- old coworker of mine. He's gotten back into shape. He was a um, military guy, and uh, he lost a bunch of weight. Now he's running. He ran his first half marathon this year and some 5Ks and stuff. That's awesome. And I saw a post that he put up today, and uh, I've been wanting to toy around with going to the Grand Canyon, doing a rim-to-rim run. Oh. So I was like, hey, I texted him today. I was like, you want to do something crazy next year? So now we're both thinking about trying to train for a Grand Canyon rim to rim, which it's going to be a lot different than my Bryce Canyon half marathon. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But getting sidetracked a little bit. No, no, you're good, man. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think like I said, I think a lot of it is um, consuming or knowing what you're consuming and then um, mixing things up and not getting into a a rhythm of activity or rhythm of food um you know i i think consistency is good when it comes to like doing something but you have to change up what you're doing yeah um two things that i just took away from what you were saying was one for anybody that is looking to or that is struggling with consistency in their their health um and when i say health i'm talking about like working out eating right um, losing weight, gaining muscle, whatever, whatever your goal is. If you're struggling with that, um, you need to identify what your why is. Cause yeah. if you don't, if you don't have a why, 
it's really hard um, for some people. I, I know some people who are just flat out competitive and that's that's their why because when they go and they train or they're thinking about their nutrition it's a competition thing that's not me for me what i'm looking for is two things one i'm i'm building towards longevity everything that i do like today <laughs> i was working on and people are going to probably comment on this but i was working on snatches um which a lot of people will say, I'm going to blow out my shoulder. I'm not doing it heavy enough to blow out my shoulder. And there's a reason for that is that I am planning for the long haul. But that movement, like that's a pretty, that's a pretty um, powerful movement in terms of creating mobility in the shoulders and strength in the overhead position and um, flexibility. There's a lot of benefits that come from that. That all will aid me in the long run. So I'm kind of balancing that uh, risk of injury with the payoff and, and I'm being careful, but longevity is the one thing. And then functionality is the other thing I want to, I want to be functionally fit. And the, the thing that comes to mind is every time I bend over to pick something up, I don't bend over to pick something up. I do a freaking squat or a deadlift. Did I do the same thing? Yeah. And, and I like, Every now and then I'll notice it. I'm like, wait a minute. I just, yeah. that was weird. <laughs> I can't think of the last time I rounded my back, leaned over, reached down and picked something up. It's like full depth into a squat or, or a deadlift. Yeah. And every time I do that, I'm like, oh, like I learned that in the gym or I learned that in a class and it's totally functional. Every time I reach up onto a shelf to grab something, I'm like, oh, there's my shoulder presses paying off. So I, I think about, I think about that a lot. That's my, that's my why. Um, and the other thing that I heard you say, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but another thing that for folks to think about as they're thinking about tackling their health is this idea of developing small sustainable habits. And when the thing that made me think about that was when you talked about getting off Mountain Dew mm. and for some people that might not be small, but, but the idea is that's something that you can commit to and do every single day. It's not necessarily as intimidating or challenging as saying, I'm going to go to the gym every day and I'm going to have a 400 pound back squat. Yeah. That is not, that is intimidating. That is huge. And it's not necessarily doable for everybody, but I think everybody can say something like, Hey, every, you know, every day I'm just going to drink water for the next month. I'm going to see how I feel after that. So this idea of developing small doable habits and then letting those kind of, um, you know, uh, like snowball into bigger habits. I think that's something that's really important as well. Yeah. Once it becomes a part of your life, you don't even, don't even think about it. I mean like, yeah. like drinking Mountain Dew or soda. Um, man, I don't even like crave it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's all I used to used to drink, but yeah, I think people get overwhelmed when they're like, okay, next week I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to lay off the soda. I'm going to go to the gym and start exercising. In a month, I want to lose like 20 pounds. That's a lot to change over a course of a short amount of time. Yeah. So if you can kind of stagger that to where, you know, it is a rhythm of um, you're not even thinking about it anymore. Um, I, think it's, I think it's a lot more doable. Um, for some people, you may be able to just completely cold turkey switch your lifestyle, but um, I think for most, that'll last a few months, 
and then that's why everybody has um a new year's resolution that's the same every single year um because it doesn't last that long yeah and i think to that kind of idea of the new year's resolution the reason that doesn't work is because inevitably you're going to fail you're you're going to mess up you're gonna do something that's not in line with your personal integrity and your your commitment that you made to yourself and and that is something that i think everybody just needs to um, accept oh yeah and acknowledge the fact that i'm going to mess up but what you don't need to do is you don't need to live in that mistake you can move on from that mistake so going back to the idea of a soda if that's the the goal that you decide to do acknowledge that you may have a moment of weakness don't don't set yourself up for it but acknowledge that if i mess up here that's okay and it starts again the second that i'm done with this mistake yeah um failure the only failure is not trying anytime we quote unquote fail it's not really a failure it's just data so oh yeah just learning yeah just learning it's just information so if you slip up take some time reflect and say okay what was going on when i slipped up was i tired was i did i just have a a disagreement with my friend or my partner or did i have a rough day at work what what triggered that that slip up and identify that and so next time that you're in that situation you can slow it down say okay last time i was in the situation i didn't act with within my own integrity so what am i going to do this time um yeah any thoughts on that yeah no i i would agree i think um one thing that people should probably also take into consideration is like if it's just a a, a diet for instance because i think whether you're you're doing the whole fitness thing or just the diet i think the diet is probably where you would want to start mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense to go to the gym and then go eat you know mcdonald's and choke down a mountain dew and uh, i mean some people probably can comply <laughs> with that i cannot i cannot um but on the diet side of things it's like don't just beat yourself to death of it's got to be a hundred percent this. Yep. Cause I've been down that road and I still do it. Mentioned in my sweet tooth. Like if I don't have, if I don't eat, you know, something sweet for like say two or three weeks straight, um, man, that craving is like insane and I'll lose my mind. And then, you know, yeah, I'll break. I mean, we've got an amazing frozen yogurt place down the mm-hmm. road here downtown so um. close to your home <laughs> <laughs> so but i think it's it, when you're talking about the long haul i think it's important that you know and this may be an excuse for me to go down there every now and then too <laughs> but uh just for for my mental um health like it makes me happy yep <laughs> that one time but then like the next two or three days dude i, I feel guilty as all get out and like I'm at the gym, I'm running, and then I remember that, and so, like, I don't hardly have that, that, like, urge anymore, that craving anymore, is because, like, okay, I'm going to do that, then I'm going to be mad at myself about it, um, and then, you know, and I, it affects me, I mean, when you eat really, really clean for even just, like, a week or two weeks, and then all of a sudden you put a bunch of sugar into your body, like frozen yogurt or whatever it might be, um, dude, I can, I can feel it, like, it, yeah it's not like a a hangover effect but the next day i'm like man i just i just hit a wall and i don't know why and i'm like oh yeah that's right i had this yesterday yeah oops so yeah and i like 
I like what you're saying because it is about sustainability and it's about the long haul. Yeah. And it's unrealistic to say, I am never ever going to have frozen yogurt ever again. Like, come on, let's yeah. let's be honest. First of all, frozen yogurt, good <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it's too good to not. It's too good to not. <laughs> um, but where the problem comes in is if you're having frozen yogurt two or three times a day or once every day or, or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, my sister-in-law likes to call it. There's there's everyday food and there's sometimes food, and I think where the trick comes in and and maybe instead of going cold turkey you try gaming a little bit and say okay i've got a sweet tooth what's a less bad quote unquote a less bad option so for me today and this is a perfect example of this concept that i'm thinking here um my sweet tooth hit right around noon and i'm like shoot I like I really want something sweet. So <laughs> what am I going to do? So instead of going and buying a thing of M&Ms, swung into REI and grabbed I forget what the brand is. It's not Adams. Um but I just bought like basically this all natural uh peanut butter cup mm-hmm. that was essentially just like cacao powder, um cane sugar and peanut butter. Some of those are really good. Yeah. It was really good. Um dark chocolate isn't the worst thing in the world for you and i just bought like a little two pack and that curved the sweet tooth was that the healthiest thing i could have had no but was it the worst thing i could have had at that moment no the other thing i could have done is i could have bought a half pound of uh, peanut m&ms and finished the whole thing on the drive home which i have done in the past more power to you i did that on your elk hunt yeah that's (laughs) right (laughs) oh so I think, yeah, I, I think giving yourself a little grace to make mistakes and it's okay. It's not the end of the world, but what are the sustainable habits that you can set for yourself so that you make this a lifestyle and what you do versus the exception to your lifestyle? Yeah. yeah if it's, if you're dreading it and it's painful to you mentally and you just absolutely like hating life, yeah, like it's not even worth it worth it you have nope. to you have to mold and mend and um make it something that you can like keep doing for a long period of time yep yeah and the key is just to keep trying like no matter no matter what challenges you face as long as you're trying you're winning so yeah that's that's the key thing would how would you describe your your style of fitness because you you uh random that's a good one. <laughs> yes. You've probably seen that at the gym. And I love it, man. Um talk about talk about your training philosophy. Yeah, I probably there's probably way more efficient ways to do things. Um somebody that you know, like a personal trainer would probably like just probably tear my r- routine. It's not even a routine, but they what I do, they would just tear it apart. Um But it works for you, so that's why I'm curious. Yeah, like, so you know, I I kind of stick with the old adage of like upper body one day, lower body the next going and alternating. Um, you know, some guys do like back and shoulders one day. Some guys do like chest and biceps another day. I just do upper body and lower body. Mm. Um, but with my schedule and that's probably why a lot of it's randomized is most days out of the year, I 
can't I can't go consistently like day after day after day mm-hmm. um, because I'm on the road. Sometimes I'm, you know, pulling up to a hotel at midnight, one o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to get up at four thirty um, and work out. Right. So a lot of it changes depending on that. But, you know, in, in a most cases, I'm I'm up at four thirty um, pretty much every morning unless obviously I'm on the road. Um, you know, and I, I, I do your normal upper body, you know, lifts for the most part. Um, like what does that look like for you? Uh, my pri- the primary ones that I always do are some sort of bench. I do mix that up with doing the barbells or I'll do a single arm dumbbell, um, just to mix that up a little bit. I feel like the single arm stuff works like your core and everything a little bit more. Definitely. Um, and then I do work arms. Lately, I've been doing a lot of shoulders and different types of pulling and pushing mo- motions um, to help me with my bow. Mm-hmm. Um, do a lot of, uh, I don't even know what you'd call them, arm, what are these called, arm raises? Like shoulder flies? Shoulder flies, yeah. yeah. I do a lot of those. And in fact, I've actually been holding the dumbbells like I hold a bow. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. I... I figure that's different muscles. Mm-hmm. Like everybody works their their big muscles, right? That that show your biceps, your triceps, yeah. your, your pecs, and all that. But there's so many little muscles that have that that work a lot. Um, people just don't realize it. So I try to mix up hand positions and stuff. But um, that's just because I like to shoot my bow and I want that to help me. Yeah. Um, so you know, I I was doing a lot of that for about. I kind of go about a month at a time. I'll do um, high rep, low weight. So I'll do like 20, like four or five sets of 20 or whatever exercise I'm doing at the time. Um, And then I'll switch it, you know, maybe for a month of the opposite of, you know, low rep, high weight. Mm. Um, Just I don't give my body that shock effect. I feel like it for one, my body. I guess it could get into the the same rhythm and plateau, but for me, it's just a mental thing. Like I just get bored doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. Um, so I do a lot of that. One thing I really need to work on is like, uh, pull downs, lat, my lats doing Mm -hmm. pull downs or, uh, um, pull ups, chin ups, that sort of thing. Um, and then for lower body, you know, I squats, the leg extensions, uh, was it probably about two, three months ago? I realized how weak my um, hammies were, my hamstrings. Mm. That's why I was hitting you up all the time on like, dude, I've got to do like more deadlifts, or straight, <laughs> straight leg deadlifts or something. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that and the leg curls, and then we've got that uh, hip flexor or the hip thruster machine. Yeah, now, dude, I love that thing. That thing burns me like crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then. I will. I'll, I've also started mixing it up, maybe once or twice a week, with some interval training. Like I started doing the this vertical ski thing that we have. Now oh yeah, the ski erg. Yeah, the ski yeah. erg. Um, I did a circuit the other day of that rowing. Um, the air bike. I call it devil's bike. <laughs> um, and and burpees. So I hate burpees. Oh my god, I love them after the fact. I feel really yeah. great after the fact, but they kill me. So that's kind of like what I do in the gym. Like I said, it's not really a routine. It's more of what did I do last time I was here, and now I'm going to do something different. different now, yeah. it might not be like I was there yesterday. Maybe in two days ago I did upper body. Okay, well, I'm going to do lower today. 
Um, but I also have been this time of year in the summer, I'll start hitting the trails and doing a lot of cardio, mm. doing some running. Yeah. Um, I think that helps more for my like fat loss. Oh yeah, for than, sure. Than anything. So I, I, I like to mix that in there a bunch, but yeah, that, that sh- short term fat loss, weight loss, um, doing the cardio stuff and then for the long term um building that muscle up cuz the muscle muscles burn more calories than fat does so um that's why I'm always crack up when I see people that come to the gym and they're super dedicated and they come in every day and they do 2 hours on the treadmill and then they leave mm-hmm. and it's like well that's great but not only are you burning fat you're also burning muscle and you're not building muscle which means your body's going to try to hang on to that fat because it needs it to survive so you're really you know kind of canceling out so to speak some of the benefits not all the benefits obviously there's still other benefits but if if the the goal is to be um highly functional be able to look good you you need to be building that muscle yeah um, because that's gonna that's gonna keep you um, leaner, I guess is the way to think about it. And yeah. Um, my, my personal kind of training philosophy that I ascribe to, um, is I, the best way to, to describe it is, is CrossFit and it's not the CrossFit that you see. Um, I don't hear you grunting or screaming. No, I don't grunt. I don't (laughs) grunt or scream, uh, in our gym because that would be frowned upon, but get me, get me in a place where I can. And, oh man, I, uh, I get angry when I work out, not angry (laughs) at like, I don't know. It's like a release and, and there's definitely some, uh, there's definitely some yelling. Um, (laughs) I haven't got, I haven't, I haven't ventured into that realm yet. Uh, I like, so I actually looked this up earlier. The reason and and I got into CrossFit and I've been doing it on and off ever since about 2009. Um, and I do it on my, my own. Um, and so I, I adapt some things. Um, it's, it's hard for me to justify the, the gym, the membership fee. It's just not something I can really afford. Um, I would love to get the coaching, but I feel like there's also a lot of videos and online coaching. And so anyway, I do most of it myself, but one of the reasons I kind of fell in love with the training methodology of CrossFit is, um, they, their training methodology is constantly varied, high intensity, functional movement. And, and that's what I bought into. It's not, um, it's not the CrossFit games. It's not the like incredibly like shredded jacked people it's this idea of being able to do any kind of different movement, um, the constantly varied aspect at a high intensity. So that high intensity is like... That's your cardio w- right there. That is your, that's your cardio, that's your quickness, that's your fast twitch muscles. That's the um, being able to <laughs> not tear an ACL when you go to lunge quickly or when you're climbing up a mountain, like blowing out your hamstring or whatever like it's that that those quick movements at high intensity are something that are really important to do and that people struggle with as they get older um not that i'm getting older but i want to make sure that as i get older i can still do those 
and then that last part the functional movement i just want to be functional like we were talking about earlier doing deadlifts to pick up groceries or whatever it mm-hmm. is so if you ever see me training at the gym you'll see me doing um deadlift squats um cleans uh clean and jerks shoulder presses these you know highly functional movements that that people use on a daily basis and i do them uh at a high intensity and i'm always mixing it up and and so um you can say what you want about crossfit but i think that concept of constantly varied high intensity functional movement um whether you buy into crossfit or not i think those things translate oh yeah for sure yeah there was a was a time I need to get back into it, but I started doing those kettlebell circuits. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a whole lot different, right? You're no. doing, you're doing a lot of the same movements. You're just doing it with a kettlebell. Um, man, there's there's times where I felt like I was gonna die at the end of it. like I couldn't stand <laughs> up. Um, there's a puddle of sweat underneath me. It was just it was insane. Um, and you were getting those from the on it, yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, a lot yeah. of it. Um, some of on it. There's some other places I'd see like a movement. I'm like, oh, I need to add that. So I would kind of just cherry pick a bunch of different movements and and make my own thing. Yeah. Um, And something that I thought would challenge me, but was also feasible to do um, at at our gym, you know, with what we have. Yeah. And, uh, man, I tell you, you start throwing a kettlebell around, you don't realize what core muscles don't get worked Mm -hmm. until you've got some weight swinging around that you're trying to control. Yeah. You know, whether it's, like you said, doing the, you know, I do kettlebell snatches, the cleans, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Um, it's just a whole lot different than just having a barbell on your back or yep. throwing a barbell around. So, yeah, um, that unilateral, um, unilateral exertion, whether you're doing it with a kettlebell or a dumbbell where you're isolating, say, like you were saying, doing like a snatch with a kettlebell on just the right side of your body. Yeah. That is incredible because it activates the muscles in a way that you don't normally do, right? Because normally what we do is we grab a barbell or we grab two dumbbells and we're doing the same movement on on both sides. But when you switch it up and you make your body work in ways that you don't normally do, I mean, that's, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It may look awkward to some people, but, um, man, it's, I, I definitely feel it. And, you know, like when I do um dumbbell bench press if i'm doing like i do like my right arm first i'll throw i'll hold my left leg straight out mm. so now uh, you're you're concentrating on obviously lifting the dumbbell yeah but your whole core is working because it's wanting to throw you off the bench um it, it's weird but That's like cool. I'll, I'll actually i've like held my my stomach right mm-hmm. when i'm doing it and it's like holy cow but you can feel it so yeah there's little added things here and there that it doesn't really make things easier. It just makes it more efficient. Right, yeah. Have you heard of a guy named Marcus Philly? F-I-L-L-Y? I have not. He has a company called Functional Bodybuilding, and he is all about exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, the guy the guy does all kinds of, like, you know, unilateral is- isolation and, like you were saying, like sticking the one leg out while he's doing the, the opposite, you know, side with a press. I mean pretty pretty cool stuff and very like as i when i get bored with stuff i'll look up his stuff the only thing is the guy's built like a greek god and i absolutely hate him 
Like <laughs> the dude, he's got a great first name, but the dude makes me feel <laughs> super insecure if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, that's how a lot of uh a lot of those programs are, you know. That's how, uh, that's how they promote things, how they right. advertise. Yeah. Eye catching. Um so with that, I was just thinking about this when I was joking about um hating Marcus, which I don't. I he's super cool dude and <laughs> and does some really good stuff for the fitness community. Um if you're uncomfortable to go to the gym, freaking don't go to the gym. There's so much that you can do at oh, yeah. home. Um you can go for hikes, go for runs, whatever you're comfortable with. And then if you go to Walmart and buy like a 25-pound kettlebell, you can get a dang good workout in at your house. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing what you can do with the with the kettlebell. And then with me being on the road a lot, obviously summertime i don't stay in a lot of hotels i try to camp as much as possible because i get like hotel fever mm. um i bought last year i bought that sandbag oh yeah um another great tool oh man that thing's you can adjust the weight on it it's got two bags inside of it so you can do lighter heavier but you can do so much with with that it's amazing yeah there's a product out there that i've been thinking about getting it's called it's called the m pack E as in Echo, M as in Mary, pack, like backpack. So it's M pack. And what it is is this gal created, um, it's kind of like a sandbag that is actually a backpack. So it's like the perfect size for like a traveling pack. Um, almost the same size as like a stone glacier of ale. And then sh what she did was it comes with these different um, like – water tubes and she gives you like the conversion if you fill these with sand this is how much they'll weigh if you fill them with water this is how much they'll weigh so it's like this ultimate travel pack that can also turn into like a sandbag for working out so you can do like cleans and squats and deadlifts and presses and hmm. yeah they're pretty cool and she did a kickstarter a few years ago and they were like funded at like almost 200 percent of what she needed and then she's sent subsequently like built that into a business where now they're wow. yeah so they're pretty cool and they, uh, they have awesome colors for both uh masculine and feminine preferences so should definitely check that out it's a pretty cool product interesting yeah yeah um how would you describe your nutrition style like are you keto are you paleo are you atkins vegan you look like a vegan i'm not <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with I that. I would say a little of all the above, but the vegan part. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I actually had kale for the first time two nights ago. Oh, dude. For the first time. I'm proud of you. That's awesome. What'd you think? Um, well, it was mixed into an elk meatball, so it okay. wasn't that bad. So it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> then they told me that, and I was like really hungry when I got home. I was like, ah, oh, try it. It wasn't bad. It was, it was a good meatball. It's mixed with sweet potato. Nice. And uh, kale, and who knows what she put in there. Yeah. But I joke with Jason that he's a vegan because he is about as far from <laughs> vegan as he as a person can get. Um, I actually I I've been studying more and more about people who are vegan, and there are some incredible principles with that. I don't know that it would work for me per se, but I mean the people that can commit to it, I'm super impressed, and um, the dedication that it takes to do that is impressive. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. It's a strong mindset that you have to have for that yeah but um my diet my nutritional stuff 
Man, it's uh it's like I was talking about earlier. I try to stay away as much as possible from packaged foods. Mm. Um the 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 areas that I do vary from that, it's usually like a quest protein bar, which well, it's it's not the best thing for you, right? But it's definitely not the worst. Um that helps curb my sweet tooth a little bit. But um mm. or like a cliff bar or you know, something like that. Um but I'd still pay attention to kind of what's in the ingredients. Um, but I get into a pretty good rhythm sometimes, um, where it's like I get home from the gym and I make a meal replacement shake. Um, actually just like two weeks ago, start stopped with dairy, not completely. I love cheese, um, <laughs> but just milk. So yeah. I, I am one of those people that now drinks almond milk. Welcome to the club. Which is not bad when you mix it in a protein shake. <laughs> so that part's not bad. But um, it does decrease the calories quite a bit. But yeah. And when you mix it with, you know, a meal replacement shake or a protein shake, taste isn't any different. Um, so I do that when I get home. Um, I kind of do a every two, two and a half hour diet okay. throughout the entire day. Um, I kind of see it as like... If I load up, then what my body does not need at that point, it's going to store. Mm. Um, so if I can, as much as possible, continually feed my body. So I'm usually about, when I'm really, really active with the gym and in the summertime with running and everything, about 300 calories. Obviously, it's give or take um, every two and a half hours. Um, ends up to be about an 1800 calorie diet, but that's because I'm still trying to get rid of some fat and drop a little bit of weight. Mm. Um, but it's, you know, meal replacement shake, um, eggs are a big part of my diet. Um, my wife now makes these little egg muffin things where she just scrambles like a dozen eggs together, mixes some spices and whatnot, and then puts them in the little egg wrappers Oh, nice. or muffin wrappers, um, puts them in the oven. Cool. So they're nice little snacks. But um, so I do that. A couple servings of fruit a day, whether it's an orange or a banana with some peanut butter. Um, I, I could live off of peanut butter, I think. Um, and then uh, I try to eat as much, like, wild protein as possible. Mm. I mean, right before I came over here, I had an elk burger for dinner. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I do like to know like where my food is coming from as cliche as that is getting anymore um we hardly ever buy any packaged meats um every now and then some pork chops when they look good because i mean i don't i don't know a pig farmer good enough to get pork <laughs> chops um but for the most part it's elk and deer and fish that we've caught um and veggies i mean that's th our dinners are basically a big portion of protein and some veggies. Um, so, but yeah, I try to keep it around that 1,800, 1,600 calories, and I just kind of split that up five, six times a day. Seems to work. I'm always eating, so that isn't a terrible thing. Um, I'm never completely starved, except for today. I didn't plan very well. I was starving when I got home. But, um, yeah, I think... It sounds like our, our mindsets on this are pretty similar. I, my number one goal when I think about, okay, what am I going to put in my body is I want it to be 
as natural as possible. Yeah. So that's kind of the the first tier, and I'm not great at that. Um, I definitely um, have my share of processed foods, but that's always in my mind. And the general rule of thumb is if it's, um, you know, one ingredient food, two ingredient food, whatever, um, or if I have to make it myself, that's probably going to be okay. And I think, honestly, for most people, that's good enough. Like you don't. You yeah. don't need to do the keto diet. You don't need to do whatever the, the diet is. And I'm not hating on any of those other diets. They're great at the right time and for the right people. But if we're just talking for the masses, like what is what is a diet that you can do that will fit 99.9% of the people, just go with go with food that you have to cook yourself. Yeah. And that'll, that will make a huge difference. Um, food that you you know, take out of a wrapper and pop in the microwave, it's probably not not going to get you where you want to go. If if you can't pronounce half of the ingredients list, mm-hmm. it's probably not good for you. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's one thing that, that I really started thinking about a while, well, a couple years ago now. But, like, I mean, you're putting that in your body. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's, it's so norm anymore. But when you actually stop and think about it, it's like, do I want this, whatever chemical this 12-letter word is, do I want this going into my body? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Um, and I know it still happens with everything. Um, sure. a lot, A lot of it's fine for you. It's to make it last longer on the shelf, whatever. Um, but at some point, there's some of that that your body stores. It's a toxin. Your body stores toxins and fat. So at some point, like it does affect you over yeah, time. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, I think that's the one, the one thing I would say is, um, try to eat as naturally as possible. That doesn't mean you have to go out and, and buy only organic. Um, there's a lot of, we could dive into that. That's a whole oh other topic, the politics of organic food. But, uh, if it says lettuce on the, the wrapper, then that's probably okay. If it says, whatever oats on the wrapper that's probably okay for you um and just do the best you can i mean for most of us um that's that's the key is just trying to do the best we can now i think in certain in certain circumstances uh doing something like a paleo diet quote unquote or a keto diet quote unquote those may be beneficial and i think that as far as modifying your diet and excluding or including different things that's just got to be an experimentation and that's something you do down the road like right now for me i'm experimenting after five years on this journey i'm experimenting with cutting out uh, gluten and dairy uh, mainly because i started to identify that i was having some gut issues and i and i kind of narrowed it down to those things adversely affecting me and what's interesting for me is um, it's not all types of gluten and it's not all types of dairy. For instance, I can eat like a really like natural, sharp, hard cheese and be perfectly fine. But if I have a thing of milk or certain types of, of powdered proteins, like, like whey proteins, that kind of stuff, those really adversely affect me so i've been kind of experimenting with excluding that kind of stuff and reintroducing it and the same thing 
with uh, with wheat and, and gluten. So I think the other thing that people should do is one. So the first thing is eat naturally. And then two, uh, kind of use yourself as a guinea pig and test things out and oh, yeah. see what works for you. Um, some people do really well on a higher carb diet. And I don't mean like <laughs> like sugar carb. I mean like whole grains donuts and veggies. Every donuts every day, man. The donut diet. Uh, and then some people do really poorly with that and they have to limit the number of carbs they have. You just have to experiment with it and see what works for you. Yeah. I I pretty much cut out processed carbs mm, and processed yeah. sugars. And I think that's that processed is the key words there because people that, like vegetables have carbs in them. Fruits have carbs in them. Those yeah. are good carbs. Your body needs carbs at yep, some point. Absolutely. Um, same with the sugars. Like your brain needs sugar to operate on. Mm-hmm. But apples, that's apples aren't terrible for you by yeah. by any means. So um, it's that it's that process where I think that is what people really need to be right. concerned about. Yeah. No. Thank you. That's a good clarification. Um, I think we covered a lot and. An and I, I'm really happy with the discussion we had. I want to kind of wrap up by reemphasizing to everyone that Jason and I are not, we're not dietitians, We're not personal trainers. We're, we're not experts in this at all, but we have had some life experiences that have taught us some things. And I'll just say for my part that if you take away uh, some things, one would be eat as close to natural as you can. Do something physical every day whether that's walking uh you know go walk for half a mile or stand at your desk or or whatever it is just start doing something physical every day as a good jumping off point and then for me one of the big keys is i i drink a lot of water and that is huge for a lot of different reasons but if i could leave you with three things it would be those three things eat natural move every day and then drink a lot of water and I'll kick it back over to you. What what are some, I guess, like if you were to leave people with a soundbite, like what's the soundbite piece of advice you would leave them? I, I think uh, I'm going to replicate on the eat as natural as possible. Um, I think that's, I think if the everyday individual started doing that that was not, I think they'd be pleasantly surprised with, with the results. Not only like just in a weight loss or a health standpoint, but just like how you feel every day. Mm. Um, you know, when I started doing, I, I wake up at four thirty. I mean, y- you know, I'm, I'm at the gym super early, um, every morning I can, but man, when I wake up, I have all kinds of energy. Um, I work out really hard for a couple hours. I don't have a two, three o'clock in the afternoon wall that I hit. I am good to go. And then about eight o'clock at night, I'm finally ready to wind down. And I'm usually, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm getting really old cause I'm like in bed by like nine, nine thirty every night. Yeah. And now the sun's still out, but I think a lot of that has to do with, I have that energy because of what I'm putting into my body. Um, and it's trying to eliminate all that process stuff. Um, for me, I think what has helped me the most too is, um, going back to, it doesn't have to be 100% strict and terrifying mm-hmm. and and dreaded like if you haven't had um frozen yogurt in three weeks and man you're just like dying and crazy go get a small cup put some in it enjoy it get right back on track the next day like it yeah. will make a world of difference for 
your your mindset um or if it's you know i cut out alcohol as much as possible I, i'm not gonna say i completely cut out alcohol because like i said i really like microbrews <laughs> montana has a lot of them they got some good ones but i don't have a beer every night with dinner right um i have a beer like once a week maybe at a meeting or something like that um and i can actually when i have that beer the next day i can feel it it's so weird it's like man that's right i had a beer last night that's why i feel like crap today <laughs> it's not a hangover it's just like i don't have energy right um and i think small goals like realistic goals like some people can say in a year i want to be here i think that's so hard because it's so far out i i'm to a point where like right now i'm still trying to i got about 10 pounds that i still would like to cut off mm. um before elk season um and i was on a three-week road trip for work that was terrible for my diet and i actually i gained like eight pounds in three in that three-week time frame mm. and i knew it was going to happen when i got home i stepped on the scale and i was like yeah not surprised so here in a couple of weeks when i go back home to kansas i have a uh 15-year class reunion nice so it has nothing to do with it being a class reunion but it was okay in this time frame i have an event coming up i want to be here on the scale or wherever by that time frame yeah and then when that comes i'll look a month or two in advance and be like oh elk season's coming out i want to be right here by elk season so something that's more shorter term goals that are realistically attainable yeah so I like that. And the overarching piece of advice is do this for you. Do it how you need it done and give yourself some grace. Those those are the most important parts, whether that means that, like Jason was saying, you know, you cut yourself some slack and you have that, that treat that you like or, you know, you – uh, ease into going to the gym by starting to work at home. Um, the most important thing is that you're doing it for you. You know your why, and you are kind to yourself. And and those things will lead to the success in the long run. So little successes at a time add up over a long time. They really do. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good note to end on, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you and yeah. appreciate you sharing your story and your advice with us maybe, um, maybe we could do this uh sometime next year af after i run back and forth across the grand canyon that would be cool <laughs> if you do that we're definitely maybe. gonna have you on because <laughs> that would be an incredible story so anyway thanks for coming on jason yeah and until sure. next time take care guys